Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Check out today's episode drawn from my most recent Move on Monday's live Facebook post. Its topic is on the very needed understanding of how we can be manipulated in our communications, which dulls out our ability to be discerning. Check it out. I hope it helps you move deeper in your personal process with God. Okay, here I am, holiday hair and everything. Okay, so happy Labor Day. It's time to pivot. Now, there are many ways that someone can pivot. You can pivot in the game of basketball. When you're shifting, if you're going to be a team player, you have to know how to pivot. Good morning. Welcome to Move On Mondays. I'm Nancy McCready, Redefining Discipleship, wherever God is opening the door. Hey, Rachel. All right, so share this. You know, put something down in the comments, all of those things. But we've got to learn how to pivot in life as a team player. Uh, We have to learn how to pivot in communications. We have to learn how to pivot and give away what God has done in us. So let me just touch on a couple of these as we look at how important it is for us. Good morning, Shonda in Oklahoma. All right, I think Rachel is in Iowa. Hey, Susan there in Houston. Hey, hey. All right, so all of you that are partners of NMM, I believe today the prayer map for Poland goes out because I am flying out tomorrow. And uh, so watch for that. But I wanna talk to you about how important it is to learn to pivot if you're gonna be able to keep moving forward. Now, one of the most powerful places in scripture where you see a pivot, where you see a turn, is when Jesus said to Peter, Peter, the devil has asked permission to sift you like wheat, and I'm gonna be praying for you. And uh, if uh, he says then, and once you turn, then strengthen, the brethren, okay? (laughs) Strengthen the brethren. I love this word brethren. I love this word turn. I love the word strengthen. I love everything about what Jesus does when he sets us free from self. Peter is absolute proof that you can have a revelation of Jesus Christ and have zero revelation of the self-life operating inside of your good-looking flesh. But that's not my topic today, all right? But it is a huge part of the pivot is that when God gets done with you, my friends, he says, now make sure that that which I did in you, make sure you turn, that you pivot, and you strengthen the brethren. Brethren is not a gender word. Brethren is a word for the male and female sons of God. Jesus is the first of many brethren. Brethren means those born of the same womb and those who have the same calling. And Jesus was saying, make sure, Peter, that you turn and strengthen my brethren. Remember, we are the brethren that Jesus said he was not ashamed of. That is so powerful. I can do a whole move on Monday right there. Hello, Rachel. Hello, Trika. 
Grammy. Oh, so good to see you, Grammy. And Nicole, so good to see all of you. Great to see you. Now, here is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about pivot when you have to pivot in communications, all right? And to pivot in communications means that you begin to speak on your own terms, all right? It means that someone else does not control the conversation, and it means that someone else no longer controls you in the conversation. <clears throat> now, I've been a little bit sick, so just bear with me, all right? So, there are things that uh, can be mild or that can be, you know, in minor or they can be major. And if oftentimes in communications, this will keep you from being able to move forward with God. This will keep you doing something I call creature worship. Out of Romans 125 is where you value the words of others and the opinions of others more than the word of God and the word that God speaks directly to you. All right, we are in an hour and a time of history, and this is always true for the people of God, but if ever it's been true, it's true now, as you have to know the word of God to you personally now more than ever. You cannot live just on the testimony of others or on the opinion of others or where others try to control you and they want to be the gospel in your life. They want to control you. They want to control what you do. And they do that either by having manipulative conversations with you or they ignore you and they refuse to have any conversation with you. So this probably seems like kind of a strong uh, topic for Monday mornings, but you know my philosophy on that is, uh, you know, we just come off the weekend when it's Monday morning, all right? And that's where everybody's home together, and there's all kind of things that go on, you know, during the weekend, and you go to church, and there's things that can happen at church, things in business, things in recreation, things when you had hoped to have a great date night with your husband, and it blew up, or a great date night with your wife, and it blew up, okay? So anyway, here we go. All right, so it's Monday morning, and so we need to know that we can pivot in our communications, which means, again, you don't become the controller. It means that you're learning to control yourself. And creature worship is something, you can call it idolatry, you call it whatever you want. But Romans one twenty five says it's creature worship, that it's something inherent in every person because it comes to us from Adam and the nature that we inherited from Adam. Now, once you're born again, you receive a new nature from Christ, but the flesh still has that old self within it. And even though it's no longer you, it's not in your spirit, it doesn't have to control you, it is still in your lower parts, all right? The soul and body, all right? Don't have time to go into all of that. You need to get discipled, my friends, okay? So here we go, all right? But you do need to recognize that sometimes the reason that you feel crazy in conversations with certain people is because they're trying to control you. They're trying to disorient you. If you come to them to talk about something going on in you as you relate to them and they constantly put it back on you, they constantly have you walking away and you're feeling like, I didn't even get to talk about what I wanted to talk about you feel disoriented, I want you to remember this. In its very minor form, 
all right? Abuse first has to create confusion, which creates strife, which creates a disorienting. Hello, hello, everybody, all right? I don't care what it's doing. Its entire point is to control you, all right? But for a controlling person, they're really trying to control everything. And all of us have done this or are doing it to some degree. Some though, more than others, if they are a true emotional uh, manipulator, if they are someone who is a control person, uh, okay? So we've gotta break this down and it's gotta be able to become discernible because listen to me, I want you to understand the bigger picture. This isn't just about like, you know, I need to make sure that nobody's controlling me, all of that. What I want you to really hear is that in this hour of history, we have to be discerning. But if you're blunted out, okay, and dummied down and disoriented, even in your most significant relationships in life, whether that's with a spouse, with an adult child, with a leader, with a boss, um, or whatever it may be, okay, you're not going, I don't care how discerning your giftings are and how other people may perceive you as being, you know, so strong and all of that. If in your core relationships you are being dominated and you're being controlled and you're being manipulated, all right, and you're just hoping that it's going to get better, you know, as you pray and fast, I'm going to tell you what, I'm here to give you your praying and fasting strategy is you getting ready to have to get sharper, okay? Because it's you that's probably going to need to take action, okay, against your own doled out flesh, okay? But I want to share with you some of the things that are indicators that you may be in a great need of a pivot in communications, first with the Lord, okay? None of us knows anything really until we get with Jesus and Jesus can straighten us out. I did a post this morning of an old saying that I've said for years because God said it to me. He said, Nancy, if you're going to be a real Bible thumper, remember you thump your Bible and it's going to thump you back. I'm going to straighten you out. Don't you go out there thumping that Bible and trying to straighten out everybody else. You thump this Bible, it's going to thump you back. And I'm going to tell you, we are in deep need of some serious Bible thumping towards our own selves, okay? All right, but I wanted to share some things with you that if you are um, being manipulated and shut down and overridden and controlled and disoriented, and you're having your development, okay, in the Lord, growing up in Christ, this is what real trauma does is it brings disruptions in development, okay? When children live through trauma, many of you may have lived through trauma early in life, bing, bing, bing. Certain parts of you start shutting down because now you're, all your energies are towards trying to cope, trying to cope. You don't know where it's gonna come from next. You don't spend your time developing, learning, flourishing in a healthy manner. What happens is, is that your development is disrupted to certain uh, degrees, all right? Now, here we go, let's fast forward now. Here you are, an adult, and you are uh, born again, and God wants to grow you up. So that means there needs to be development that's coming to your new life in Christ. You're not just growing up trying to get better in the old. <clears throat> You're not just a better version of your old self. 
you are new and you have an entirely new life and it's the life of Christ himself. So as he lived, you will be able to live, okay? Again, great to see everybody. I hope you share this while it's live and in the repost and the rebroadcast. All right, so, so that means now that there's getting ready to be development in your new life. So anywhere you're about to develop in your new life, guess what? All that old stuff comes to fight the new development. All right, so guess what? So it doesn't matter if like in my life, 33 years ago, God dealt with the alcoholism and the sexual abuse. Guess what? That was just the bare bones beginning, all right? Because I had so many places in me, what we would call strongholds, things like that. So many places in me where I had ink shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down, cope, cope, cope. Now guess what? God wants to grow me in my new life but this stuff keeps fighting my new life. So he has to expose this. He has to expose the things in me that keep kowtowing to other people, thinking, oh, well, you know, other people know better than me. Well, nobody knows better than the Lord. And the Lord wants to instruct you and he wants to instruct me. He wants us to know his voice, sit at his table, okay? He wants us to be so intimately acquainted with him that any counterfeit that comes along, counterfeit authority is really control, all right? And we've got to be those that recognize and understand when we're being very subtly controlled, okay? So here is a part of, uh, and in narcissistic circles, they call this gaslighting, okay? But let's just call it flesh. Can we just call things what they are, okay? But gaslighting is a psychological form of abuse meant to confuse, okay? It's meant to confuse. It's meant to keep everybody uncertain and questioning, and here's what it causes you to question. It causes you to question your own sanity rather than the sanity of the other person. It's always gonna flip back on you, okay? getting you to think, well, did I really hear what I thought I heard? Did they actually reach their arm around and, and touch me in a way they weren't? It's so disorienting. You think, well, what? It makes you question. Listen to me carefully. It makes you question literally something you know you just heard, something you know you just saw. And remember, this is about, this isn't about going around trying to, you know, tag everybody as a manipulator. I'm talking to you about your ability to be able to discern in an hour of history that we have got to be able to discern. So I don't need to be the justice police. I mean, I'm not out trying to catch everybody who's lying and manipulating. What I'm talking about is let God deal with that which might be blunted in you, where creature worship is operative in you, which you're so afraid to offend a person, you walk on eggshells with them, you would never want to upset them, you can never speak truth to them or they go into a rage or whatever the case may be, okay, is that in you, you're like, oh yeah, I'm sure they're right because you know, I'm just a lowly wife. Really? Well, you're a son before you're a wife. You are who you are to God before you are anybody to anybody else. And all truth and love and purity and, and steadfastness within our relationships with others has to come out of 
our truth and love and purity and steadfastness with the Lord. Not first and foremost with a spouse, a pastor, a leader, um, you know, a person on, you know, Facebook doing lives. Okay. All right. Creature worship is coming down in the body of Christ. Romans 125 by the pure, powerful slaughter of the cross of Jesus Christ, because it comes for the nature with which in all of that comes out of, and we all have it. Okay. And God is setting us free so that we can walk in real, true love and mutual submission, mutual submission one to the other. Okay. If somebody constantly pulls out scriptures to control you, but they never use them on themselves to self-control themselves, then something's wrong. Okay. So listen, here is some of this soulish. Can we just call things what they are? Soulish abuse. Okay which spiritual abuse, okay? Every bit of it, abuse, is to create strife, um, confusion, okay? And confusion means mixture. Confusion means there's usually enough truth to where I can trap you. There's enough truth that I could confuse you because you don't know the truth fully yourself. Not from hours of study, but from the Holy Spirit showing you what goes on inside of you. When somebody else's words become the gospel to you and the gospel ceases to be the gospel, then you've got to awaken to these things. All right. Now, here is how you could get disoriented, okay? If somebody leads you to believe something about yourself that's not true, they tell you, oh, well, you're just crazy. Well, you know, you're always trying to be the man in the relationship anyway. You know, you're, uh, you know, are you bipolar? Are you this? They're always trying to throw something at you. And then guess what? You stop addressing things with them and you start questioning yourself. Now, listen, these are not just words, okay? Because everything that the Lord does, the enemy perverts. Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. That means the words that he speaks have literally supernatural life and pure, peaceable power inside of them. That means the flip of that, the perversion of that, is that inside the words that are lies and manipulations is also a power that can start to swirl, okay? That power is actually called sin, but too many of us think sin is just a behavior, and so we don't recognize there's a voodoo power that's being worked on you. I don't care if you're college educated. I don't care how much you think. If you start submitting to a perverse word of control, it's going to start infecting you. Okay, I got to have a little coffee, okay? <laughs> mm. Now, it's trying to target your mental balance, your self-esteem, which this is why your esteem does not need to come from self. I don't, I don't like to help people with their self-esteem. Esteem means your value, and your value comes from God. It's a God esteem. And once you realize who you are in him and to him and because of him, don't let anybody else touch your value. But this stuff has a target. Now, remember, my bigger picture is this. I want the body of Christ to be discerning, okay, so that we can deal with ourselves as we obey the Lord and that we can be sharp and effective as we move forward 
together in our relationships with each other and with our leaders and our pastors and the church can be who she's called to be, okay? But not because she's dumbing down, okay? Not because she's in creature worship and idolizing people on the platform or, or idolizing yourself, because really that's the greatest idol of all, my friends, is self, all right? So number two, when someone's trying to disorient you, okay, and you gotta learn, it's time to pivot in your communications, is where you start to think, well, that's probably just all in my head, all right? And you dismiss your own feelings. It's what I call dismissing the red flags, usually, that are flying high inside of you. And so the only time I ever got in deep, 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 dark, dark trouble as a Christian, as someone in the ministry, is when I discounted the red flags that the Holy Spirit was waving at me. And I started saying, well, you know, they probably know. And just because they might be cussing, you know, right after preaching, or they might be, you know, have had this or whatever. Because I was excusing things in myself, guess what? I was excusing these things in other people. And I started discounting the very red flags, okay? And, and this is why tolerance is such a weapon of the enemy, is because he's going to get you tolerating things, okay? that you don't need to be tolerating, okay? Because let me tell you what, when evil gets in charge, it's not gonna tolerate you, but it definitely wants you to tolerate it because that's how it gains what? Control. Now we're about learning to walk as true godly people of authority because we're an extension of God's life, we're an expression of him, and we're an extension of his authority, okay? This isn't so you can just have better mental health. And, you know, I'm, I'm not about all that. I'm talking to the sons of the living God who are called to truly love and pass on his way of life and to please the Father. All right. Number three is, is that everything that you say is going to be used against you eventually. Let's just say you're having an intimate moment with a friend, a spouse, whomever, and you share things intimately and you share things and later, they're always pulled out against you in a conversation later on. That is manipulative communication. And you've got to learn to pivot away from that. And you've got to know how to talk on your own terms. Now, let me just tell you that my greatest uh, counsel to anyone is the only way to win, my friends, is don't play the game. I am not trying to help you outfox, outwit anybody that's manipulative. Manipulative people, okay, mm. you do not need to be trying to one-up them, okay? I'm telling you, but you, if, to not play the game, you got to recognize first there's a game being played. Do you not? Okay. All right, so everything that you say eventually is going to turn back on you. It's going to be used to flip on you. Oh, well, like I thought you said that you didn't want to, oh, yeah. And you're just like, what? Okay. All right. So the next one is um, that everything that you're saying, okay, is being questioned. And it comes at you so fast. Well, I thought you said, what do you mean? What did, I thought you meant this. And you're like, what? I was just trying to have a conversation. Like you're like in a real... You know, even though you might be fleshly, okay, you are at least just trying to have a conversation. But the questions that come at you, everything is to question you. Remember, those are not even real conversations, my friends. 
Those are not even real conversations. I don't have them. I, I have learned to pivot and sometimes to talk on my own terms is not to talk at all. I just don't get into the conversations because they're not real. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. Okay, so there you have it. All right. You start to doubt your own perceptions, okay? Everything that you're picking up on, your instincts, okay? And some of us need to come out of our impulsivity and we need to come back into our spirit-led instincts that the Holy Spirit is giving us. This is why oftentimes God has to build a bridge from our past dysfunction to our current dysfunction, okay? Which is just flesh, okay? We gotta call things biblical or we'll never take the biblical solution, which is the cross of Jesus Christ which is death to flesh and life to the new man, okay? The cross is not all about death and gore and doom and gloom, okay? It's not, all right? So here we go. So there's this little anomaly that I, I it's not an anomaly, it's an acronym that I learned years ago. The word TWIST, T-W-I-S-T, the way I see things. This is my twist on it, okay? This is the way I see things. So oftentimes when twisted, perverted things is that someone's trying to get you to see things the way they see things. They want to control the way you see everything. They wanna isolate you from people that could speak truth to you. They wanna keep getting you away. That's why they don't like to have conversations in groups. They don't like for open sharing. They don't want none of that. They don't want people that are in relationship with them talking to each other. That's why they pit each other people against each other, okay? Anyway, there's all kinds of things I could go into about that. But twist, okay? The way I see things turns into making you doubt, which then means they can control you, all right? Now, the next thing is that your needs and your feelings can be completely minimized. Like, that's crazy. That's not, oh, that's not real. That's not, that's not how you really think about that. It's like, they're gonna tell you how you really see it. They're gonna tell you, okay? All right, guys. Okay, I love your comments, thank you so much. They're gonna tell you what's important and your feelings and your thoughts are not that important. I actually had someone once say to me, as I was speaking something to uh, bring something to the forefront, they said, look, I'm not anything like you, you know? And the whole thing was to diminish me as a person, I'm not like you. The pride of it was pretty staggering, okay? Well, I'm not like you. Well, my friends, we're all like each other, okay? Everybody has flesh and nobody has escaped since power, all right? But when something, that was years and years and years ago, but I didn't catch it at the time as to what it meant, okay? It took me a while to learn the stuff in me, okay? Remember, I'm not slinging darts at anybody else. I'm talking about what was going on inside of me, my side of the Velcro that would think like that, would tolerate that and was not able to discern and pick up on what was actually happening, all right? They minimize your accomplishments because you can never be as important as them, okay? All right, they want to do everything to make you feel small, insignificant, 
uh, weird, three-headed, okay? They have to take you down in size, okay, for them to remain superior. So if you're a woman and you're a strong um, a strong person, which I'm not really sure what other kind of women there are supposed to be, okay? Just like what other kind of men are there supposed to be, but strong men, strong women of God who mutually submit one to another so that we can walk shoulder to shoulder so that we can take territory. Do you see what I'm saying? When somebody wants to take you down a notch, you have to wonder why, okay? All right, so here we go. All right. Um, they will always tell you that they know better than you. They know you better than you know yourself, okay? That they they know what you meant. If you're always telling others, okay, like you, I know what you meant by that, okay? We have to watch out in ourselves, okay? Because I've done this, it's been done to me, okay? You have to wonder, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is going on? All right, so remember today we're talking about the deep need to pivot in our communications. And that is so that God can sharpen us. Remember, Abraham Lincoln said, if it's gonna take six hours to chop down a tree, let's spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. God needs us to be sharp and sober in this hour to discern things, that we can see things that are coming. We know when we've stepped into a, line, a landmine. We, we don't need to spend our time getting blown up, shut down. You know, we've got to be ready to move on with him. All right. Now, oftentimes people that are uh, manipulative in their uh, conversations with you, they conveniently always forget things. Okay. They conveniently forget things. They just have no idea what you're talking about when you bring up things. They'll tell you, that never happened. You're crazy. And what they're doing is they're they're um, putting the voodoo on you, okay, because they are causing you, rather than to be discerning, they're causing you to doubt. Now, remember, they can't do this without your full cooperation, so I'm speaking to you, okay, that we need to let God show us what goes on in us, that we would ever fall prey to a manipulative, controlling person or spirit, however you want to look at that, okay? So what starts happening is then you no longer trust your own instincts. You are now relenting. You are now um, acquiescing your own personal authority and obedience to the Word of God, to another person, ever so subtly, ever so gently, okay? Because nobody would do this uh, just point blank. Usually you have to be led to the slaughter, my friends. I want you to recognize what's in you, this creature worship that would ever cause you as a person born of Christ who has Christ living in them, called to be a mouthpiece of God, called to live sharp within your own self, why would you start disobeying God to follow another creature, all right, and think, oh, well, they probably always know better. I'm sure they know better. I'm sure they know better. Now, look, that's fine when you're two years old and your mama tells you don't get out in the street and play. But when we're supposed to be the grown-up, maturing sons of the living God, there has to come a point where, even though I need to listen maybe to wise counsel, I am not called to acquiesce my own personal authority to another person. 
Remember, if God hasn't called you to submit to your own flesh, he hasn't called you to submit to the flesh of another person. So I think I'm just going to have a little coffee. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So here we go. Now, when you stop expressing your own self, because you always get ridiculed, mocked, scoffed at, put down, especially in front of other people, you need to pay attention to that. When somebody tells you that everything that you remember is wrong, your memories are not even correct, good morning to everybody, all right? Pay attention to that. When you find yourself settling always, okay, honey, okay, okay, whatever you say, whatever you say, honey, just to keep the peace, you need to understand that's a false peace. Jesus is our peace, and he's come to give us real peace, all right, so that we can live in real truth, real life, okay? And so if you're always lying to yourself and you're allowing others to lie to you uh, just to keep the peace, my friends, that's not Jesus, okay? Because what happens is, is when you speak the truth, okay, with timing and wisdom, and you speak the truth and somebody tells you, no, that's not it, no, that's not it, and they, they start to control you, okay? Because remember, pitiful is only pitiful till you give pitiful a push, I had to learn this in my own life about my own self, okay? Is that someone may say, and you may think, oh, I wouldn't want to hurt their feelings, all right? But the moment that you speak up and say anything proper and real and true, okay, then bam, man, they come off on you. You need to pay attention to that, okay? All right, and when you're trying to always constantly keep someone from nasty fighting with you, why? Is that really what you've been called to? Is that why the Holy Spirit was poured out in you so that you could constantly manage someone else? No, it's not. The Holy Spirit was given to you so that you could walk in full self-control yourself. And sometimes self-control is so you'll stop playing the game and you just move on. Welcome to Move On Mondays with Nancy McCready. I am trying to redefine discipleship wherever the doors are opening. And I'm very glad to know that the doors have opened with you today. If you are always having to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and you can't even remember what you're sorry for, you're not clear on what you're sorry for, all right? There could be a, a pattern of manipulative communication going on. If you've got to say, yes, sir, so somebody doesn't punch you in the face, if you've got to kowtow to somebody and be like, yeah, 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 whatever you say, whatever you say, just to constantly, I'm talking about patterns, of behavior constantly to avoid, all right, a problem, okay, then you need to let God show you things, okay? You need to let God, remember, show you what's going on inside of you. If you find yourself now unhappy and miserable, you might want to pay attention to things. If you're always being told that you're the crazy one, you're the one out of order, you're the one that doesn't submit, you're the one that doesn't do this, you might want to pay attention to those things. If somebody constantly only lets you know what they want you to know, that's why lying, my friends, is a deep form of rejection because what somebody's basically telling you is you ain't worth the truth. Jesus said you're worth the truth. You've got to start taking hold of the value, okay, that he's called you to, okay? Because Jesus believes you are worth the truth. He will tell you the truth. He put the truth in you so that you could first face the truth about him and about yourself, yourself. And then that is the greatest way for you to pivot 
and then turn in communications where you begin to live and communicate, quote, on your own terms, which is really on the terms of Jesus. He now is my total barometer of truth. All right, the truth he speaks to me, I can speak to myself, and then I'm able to speak to others. Now remember, everybody's not gonna be happy about this. I wasn't happy about it when Jesus first started speaking the truth to me, okay? Uh, but now I am, okay? And so now, like I said in the very beginning, uh, I'm gonna turn and strengthen the brethren. That's what Jesus told Peter. Is Peter, the devil's asked permission to sift you like wheat. And I pray for you that your faith will not fail and when you turn, when you pivot, strengthen the brethren, okay? All right, so what we've got to recognize is that if we're going to be those who speak truth to others, we have to first receive it from him for ourselves first. He is the one who sharpens us. He is the one who sobers us. This is why it says, don't be drunk on wine but be drunk in the spirit. You're not gonna go around acting like an idiot if you get drunk in the Holy Spirit. If you do, you might've gotten another spirit, all right? Because Ephesians 5 says that when we become drunk in the spirit, we are no longer gonna live as those who are vague and clueless, unreflecting. We are gonna be those who become sharp, sober, and alert, and therefore, we are no longer going to be what Ephesians 4 says, which is that we're no longer going to be like children tossed to and fro. We are going to, and it says that if you're like children tossed to and fro, that you're open to every charlatan, every con man that comes down the pike, that you are going to be easy and open prey for imposters. This is an hour of history. You cannot be open and easy prey for every imposter. Holy Spirit is getting ready to show you things, okay? And I'm telling you, hey everybody, hey Shonda, I'm so glad y'all are on here, all right? But we've gotta be those who know the truth, and trust me, the truth, Jesus Christ himself, will set you free from every bit of creature worship inside of you that you would be believing fools that look shiny and sparkly in this hour, all right? Now, listen, we've gotta be those who have to understand that you only win the game by not playing the game. The only way to win is don't play the game. But God has to first show you the game that is being played, all right, and that you're being played. And so he begins to give you discernment. And this is why we will no longer, okay, have creature worship going on inside of us, okay, Romans 1.25, by the power of the cross, we are gonna be those that God can begin to speak truth to. It's gonna cut us so deep and deliver us, then we're gonna be able to turn and strengthen others. And we are gonna be those who are discerning for the sake of the, of the body of Christ. This is not for ourselves. This isn't so that you turn around and now become the one that everybody worships. Everything we're doing is heading people towards him so that the body of Christ can be as healthy as the, as the head, if you will, which is Christ himself. We need what's in Jesus to flow to us. And Jesus never fell prey to imposters, to do-gooders. Jesus never fell prey to a controlling, perverse spirit. And we now have his life, his mind, 
We have his ability, the very grace of Christ himself, the truth of Christ himself, to be able to learn to walk and to be able to live in this hour of history because my friends were in days of great glory and days of great trouble. Yes, it gets darker, but we will shine brighter. We are the lights and you can't fall prey to the enemy's strategy to snuff out those who carry the light of the world, Jesus himself. So there is a way for this to happen inside of us when Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth comes and he begins to work in us, okay? So happy holiday, okay? All right, I hope you have a great day. I hope this has encouraged you, okay? I don't mean to stir up trouble. Well, maybe I do a little bit, but only trouble that will work for you, okay? Because trouble works for us, my friends. And uh, we've got to become sharp and discerning. And uh, we need that to happen in our own private world first. And then live that out in the power of the Spirit of the living God. Okay? So anyway, I love you all. I'm headed out to Poland tomorrow. Uh, if you're a partner with Nancy McCready Ministries, that email will go out tonight with the prayer map. Yes, Candice, that's right. And then tomorrow I'm sending out a Tent Talk email. And then this coming Friday will be a fresh episode of Tent Talk podcast. And uh, so things are happening. God is moving. And we all need to walk as sharp with him as possible so that we can say whatever our Father is saying. We will say that. Okay? All right. So let's let him sharpen us. I love you all. Share this with others. And uh, I just so look forward to seeing you guys live from Poland. Okay? Love you all, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.